rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mostly Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Damn it, Damien. All right, buddies. Boy, do I have a very special episode for you today. Because today we sit down and we talk to living punk rock legend, Mr. Keith Morris. Now, Keith, as you may know, is currently the lead singer of Off. He's also in the um, uh, star-studded cast of characters that make up the band of Flag. But, of course, he was also in the Circle Jerks for its entirety, for for its whole run. And then he was uh, one of the founding members of black flag he was the original vocalist long before henry rollins ever came into the picture um so it's it's i'm very honored to sit down and talk to keith morris today and here's the funny thing about this interview uh this interview is longer than the newest off record hell it's longer than the last two off records combined and this whole episode with the intros and songs and everything it's longer than all three off records combined so that's that's pretty mind-blowing uh all three records come in at a total of 58 minutes so you could listen to uh all three records in the same time it's going to take you to listen to this interview but uh you know i think we got some really cool stuff in today's episode um we meet up with keith and we talk to him in the tour van right outside the marquee theater here in denver colorado uh and immediately as soon as keith walked up he looked pissed off and uh in the opening um in the opening credits of the interview you know we're gonna quickly learn out learn why um, but I think it was really, you know, with that anger, he took it. And we got some cool stuff out of him. Um, now, Keith has never been known for holding back. Hell, during the set, he laid into one of the audience members for being an asshole douchebag. Um, you people out there know that heckling doesn't help the show at all, right? Whether it be punk rock, comedy, or anything, it hurts the show, as a matter of fact. So just shut your fucking mouth but have a good time. But anyway, uh, we talk a lot with Keith today about his diabetes. It's pretty eye-opening to have him talk about his pressure with death and how he keeps going and how he survives and his regime and whatnot and uh it's my mouth was agape the whole time just like i can't believe i'm talking to keith morris and he's telling me these things uh this interview kind of came along at the last minute it wasn't really uh uh i got i got approved for the interview two days before the show but man boy I'm so thankful and happy that it happened because this is probably the best episode, the best interview, the best thing I've done. And uh, thanks to you guys for listening and tuning in and helping make this a reality and helping make this happen. Uh, but before we get in the quick, uh, I can't even talk today because of my sponsor. Before we get in today's episode, a quick thank you to my friends at Death Wish Coffee for all the free coffee they've been supplying me. I'm uber caffeinated all the time. I drink a pot a day. And thanks to their uh, super duper caffeinated roasts, which uh, Huffington Post, by the way, have deemed the most caffeinated coffee you can buy on the planet. It's all organic. It's all GMO-free, uh, free trade. It's awesome. Great stuff. Completely, uh, naturally, the most caffeinated coffee on the planet. Thanks to them, I'm able, able to see through time and space. So uh, visit deathwishcoffee.com today. Order it. Tell them, tell them I sent you. Tell them Mostly Harmless Podcast and Dumbass Damn It Damien sent you their way. Uh, but yeah, before we kick off uh, this interview, we're going to play a track off the new off record. It's uh, Wasted Years. That's the new record. It's out now on Vice Records, uh, which is run by the Mighty Fine Magazine, Vice, Vice Magazine. Um, and the track is called Red, White, and Black. Uh, there's a great new video out right now with Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall and uh, Brian Posehn, the almighty comedian who you probably are uh, familiar with from his stint on the Sarah Silverman show. Uh, they're the stars of this video, and it's super hilarious, super fantastic. Check it out. Off always has the best videos. Hey, guess what? We're going to talk a little bit about those videos here in a minute. But, man, i got to tell you, before 
like it's rare that I get nervous about doing an interview but uh it's a little nervous about doing this interview, but I think it came out pretty damned great. So thank you guys for listening. Please visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Uh, leave us a little iTunes review. Subscribe on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Send me a little email. Send me a little love letter, hate mail. I love it all. Uh, but once again, here is Red, White, and Black from Wasted Years, Off's newest record, out now. <laughs> Damien, by the way. Anti-flu shake. Ah, wonderful. I get that. I get that. How was, uh... Yeah, we met very, very briefly. Not last night, but the last time you guys played in uh, Colorado Springs. And, uh... I was just so floored and blown away that you were just hanging out, just walking around. I'm like, that's the fucking dude right there. Just hanging out, walking around. So. I don't always do that. That yeah. might have been a rare occurrence. Nice. Well, um, not long after that, I started this little internet radio show because I was like, man, I could tonight I could be talking to Keith Morris, but I didn't have any of the stuff or anything ready. So, um, are you recording this? I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that cool? Is that fun? Sure. Yeah. Of course. Fun on. So, so uh, just right. a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This that, that's the whole thing. It's like, do you listen to any podcasts at all? Uh, occasionally. I, are you I mean, because there's there's so much stuff to yeah yeah. I, I, it's I, difficult to keep up with all of it. Well, well the guy I mostly rip off is Mark Marin. If you're familiar with him, um, stand-up comedian, he does his thing. I'd love to see you on an epi- or listen to you on an episode of his thing because it's pretty. Uh, you guys are both intense characters. Isn't he amazing. here? No, he's out of uh, he's out of Los Angeles. Okay, um, he just got a. TV show on IFC that he because I was uh, asked I was hit up on Facebook to oh that was me do something in a basement here oh. or something like that oh I don't know if that was me uh, I hit you up today because uh, a, a comedian who actually films his thing oh, yeah cool. yeah well I'm glad I'm glad you're taking the time but it's like I you know there's so much stuff going on when we're on tour it's like difficult to uh, commit to anything like yeah. that. Yeah, sorry this is so last minute. I've been hitting up the publicist. It's okay. It's okay. I've been hitting up the publicist like for weeks. 
weeks now. And finally, it was like on Friday or Thursday, he was like, yeah, 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 we'll, I'll make it happen. So so thank you for hanging out and chatting with me here in the van in front of the theater. Sure thing. Um, I see you guys went out and enjoyed Record Store Day today in Denver. Well, we tried to enjoy it, but it was uh, uh, a couple of us in the band. We had specific things that we wanted to purchase. And, yeah. of course, when we got there... Um, yeah, the stuff was gone. Yeah. Uh, I ended up uh, buying a, a a live recording by a band called Medicine, who were Los Angeles's uh, answer to the the uh, loud shoegaze, like they would have played with Ride or um, My Bloody Valentine, oh, right. you know, all of those types of bands, G- Jesus and Mary Chain. Yeah, was that was that the only thing you guys got into today? Um, well, our, our our one guy, our drummer, is the he's the real record yeah. nerd. I mean, he's he goes in and he's got specific stuff that he wants to pick up, and it was he walked away empty-handed. But I ended up uh, looking for some vinyl. You know, one of the great things that uh, a lot of the uh, people that are manufacturing vinyl and putting records out. They uh, um, <clears throat> include download code so you can load it into your computer. And that's one of my favorite things to do. It's uh, hopefully you keep your fingers crossed that when you do purchase the record, there's some kind of a link to an MP3 or what have you. And uh, I had like, I, 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 I go in and I just, I just start looking around and I'll see something or something might click in my head like I have a list of 300 or 500 things that I want to purchase or bands that I've read about or a piece of music that I heard somebody playing in the front of the van one night or just what have you and so consequently I ended up just buying three CDs so you know I can always give the CDs to my girlfriend once I load them into my computer now, you guys had a release that came out today, too, right? We had a release that came out today, and uh, I unfortunately uh, am the uh, administrator on about five different Facebook pages, and uh, because I spend so much time on Facebook, which is a total waste of time. Yeah, well, yeah. not a total waste of time, because I, I communicate with people that way. You know, I'm not going to talk to everybody on the phone. I'm not going to write everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like sending out a mass email, you know, but uh, anyways, or a mass letter, or, hey, this is what I'm doing or what have you. We uh, posted our 7-inch, yeah. and all of a sudden, it's just this furious wave of all of these haters. You know, that's one of the sad things about Facebook. A lot of people that really have no business responding to, right. you know, if you're going to say something negative... Why not write a book or, you know, yeah. write your congressman? Yeah, everybody you know, has... Write a, a senator. I like the idea everybody has a voice. That doesn't mean you should use it. Well, the, the problem is is that we allow these people to, you know, um, say what they need to say, say what they have to say, and then we uh, consequently walk away scratching our heads going, these are our fans, and they're saying shit like this. You know, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. So you know, do you read the comments on everything? I, I, I just got through reading a thread where everybody was just ripping us a brand new asshole. Oh, like you put out two songs for nine dollars, and you know what? We have we we make music. Yeah, 
We record music. They put it out. Now, granted, we could have some control over that, but the fact of the matter is, is that there's a point where you just, you just let it go. It's like one of the things that they teach you when, uh, when you're a part of the program yeah. is that you have certain things that you have control over, and there's a lot of things that you have no control over, you know. But we had the opportunity to work with Shepard Ferry, and then there's people ripping him a new ass. So he did the Hope poster for Barack Obama, and yeah, so, well, you don't like Barack Obama, then would you vote for Mitt Romney? Yeah. People, it's just, uh, like I say, like... You just, you can't win. Yeah. It's a no-win situation. Well, I I didn't make it out to Record Store Day. I I did intend on it. I just, it didn't happen. But one of the things I wanted to pick up... Maybe somebody will present us with the the giant trophy. Yeah. That says loser on the bottom of it, you know. But you don't want that. So... Let's try. I don't know. I, I want to be more positive. So you guys got this record that came out today, Shepherd Barley, Fairy, Fairy. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. You um, know, and a lot of these people don't understand some of the people that he's worked with. Right. I well, mean, he's, he's worked. worked with everybody. With, he's worked with people as big as the president of the United States. That whole situation was a complete bummer. Um, but um, Led Zeppelin. He's done like iconic, um, like Bad Brains and. Sid Vicious. And Andre the Giant has a posse. You know, that's where it oh, all yeah. started, you know. Oh, learn to obey. Yeah, he's he's old school. So so he made this piece of art for you, and you guys went and made a record based on the art. Was that how this worked? Um, we uh, were going back and forth with him about yeah. the artwork. And um, we, we got to the point where... We had a deadline, so we just started writing songs. And one of the one of the lyrics that I came up with was "Learn to Obey." Yeah, nice. And then it just happened to work out. It just happened to be totally appropriate. <laughs> um, Except wh- for the haters, well, they're going to hate on it. Fuck them. They're sad. They're sad people who are probably sitting at home not doing anything other than writing nasty comments on Facebook. They're not out creating something like you. They're not out here in this band day after day, right? Well, I wouldn't say day after day. I well, mean, we, but, you know, we have places that we go. We've got a schedule that we've got to adhere to. Uh, you know, you go from city to city, and our our, our situation is is that we uh, <clears throat> we have three dads in the band yeah. with kids and wives and all of those responsibilities and. Oh, you're charging too much for your tickets, and oh, your record's too expensive, and it's like, you know, tell that to a, a bunch of dads. Yeah. You know, tell that to some responsible people. Yeah, well, it's a job. This is how we earn our living. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we do. And, and, and I'm very impressed if, that... If you don't like it, you don't have to listen right. to it. You don't have to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, one of the things I noticed while scrolling through your Facebook page... You're a comic book fan, or were once upon a time. Like, I, I, oh, I, I posted a great one about Ray Harryhausen yesterday. Oh yeah, I saw Ray that. Ray Harryhausen is like, he's the father of animation. Yeah, and I noticed a bunch of stuff about Jack Kirby as well on there. Uh, they're they're all heroes of mine. They, yeah. they were all guys that, 
you know, there are all of these people out there that say you're not supposed to have heroes, and it's like, fuck you. You know, don't tell me what to right. do. Yeah. I'm old enough, you know. That's what I grew up with. Those were people that I looked up to. Yeah. Well, I've got heroes. You're, you, you're probably in there. Like, I, I, I'm late to the I don't game know if I would go to... I, I, I don't know if I would go that far when it comes to, like, anybody in the punk rock genre. Yeah. Maybe it's because you're too close to the picture. You're one of the... You know, yeah, I get to ones. rub elbows with yeah. a lot of the guys that a lot of the people would consider to be their right. heroes or... You know, it was Joe Strummer in The Clash that said no more heroes. Joe Strummer would be a hero. Yeah. You know, Joe Strummer and Mick Jones as a songwriting team. You know, we would have to give them props. Yeah. So are you still an active comic book fan to these days? Um, I, the, the, the last comic book that I read was, uh, uh, Battle Boy by a guy named Paul Pope. I know Paul. Well, I don't know him personally. I know of his work, yeah. Did and he... I can't wait till the new stuff comes out. I, I I like the fact that the the kid who's the hero of the... Here we are talking about heroes. He's the hero of the story. He's the main character in the story. Um, his mom packed him a bag full of socks and underwear and pants and T-shirts and what happens is there's images on these t-shirts and when he puts the t-shirt on and he needs to get into some kind of scenario where he needs to um, become more than what he is he takes on the characteristics of whatever is on his t-shirt yeah interesting <laughs> so kind of like yeah. Care Bears or something and they're in this city that's been overrun by these evil people that live underground and what they're doing is they're going around they're kidnapping all of the kids nice. hey, what's the name of this one called again this one's called Battle, Battling Boy Battling Boy I'll have to check that out um, and then I uh, um, am into this MP1 MP2 MP3 which is the Manhattan Projects where they turn they take uh, Albert Einstein and um, like all of the characters that were part of the uh, project that mm-hmm. developed the atomic bomb in New Mexico and they're all in this compound underground compound and in the compound there are all of these different things that have been developed and things that are going on that like there's a, a time transportation device and um, <clears throat> there's like these rocks that give you this mental, the mental capabilities of being able to like read people's minds and all, all sorts of really crazy stuff. And they're, they're fighting the Japanese, these crazy Japanese, uh, <clears throat> but it's based on Manhattan the Manhattan project. project. Who's the, the creator on these? Um, you know what? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, uh, you just made a video with Brian Posehn. He's a comic book writer. He writes uh, Deadpool for Marvel Comics. I don't okay. know if you're familiar with that one. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I gave up on Marvel a yeah. long time ago because there's just, there's, it, it's like music, you know? It's like going into the record store. Right. You go into a comic book store, you know, you might be able to pick out a couple of things. Yeah. Hey, does it interest you at all to write any of these kind of things, or are you going to stick with songs? Um, I will eventually um, 
write my comic book yeah. and the way that it the the way that it'll be set up is they're making movies based on a lot of these comic books and I love that because now you've got your you don't need to go to an artist to give you the storyboard to draw you a storyboard yeah. it's already presented in the comic book nice so that's yeah I get it yeah I get what you're saying um, and I, I'm uh, my story that I have brewing in my skull is about a uh, prepubescent girl who ends up saving the earth. Nice. I don't want. I don't want unknowingly. You to give away, oh, okay. I don't want you to give away any plot details because I want to read. Them. Well, I'm also working on a movie. I've been working on a movie for a while. And uh, having worked on all of these videos mm -hmm. and hung around guys like Brian Posehn and yeah. Dave Foley, right. Jack Black, yeah. who's my girlfriend's uh, brother-in-law, um, awesome. working with these guys, it, it, there's a there's a flow to all of this. And in my movie, part of it is based on it's a mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> It's it's a mad, 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 mad world meets the Wizard of Oz. Nice. And all of this happens in the worst spot, the worst place you could go to in Africa. Hmm. And I'm not even talking about Nigeria or the Sudan. I'm not talking about any of those places. I'm talking about uh, there's a couple of major cities on the west coast of Africa. Nice. Close to the Ivory Coast. And they uh, arrested a guy named Charles Taylor. And part of their situation is they name these towns after places in the United States or um, like Andrew Jackson or Abraham Lincoln or George Washington and a lot of their stuff is based on what happened here and they're big on like Bruce Lee and Rambo and all of those type of characters so there's all sorts of influences going on awesome how far along are you in that project well uh, the majority of it it's is true based on mm -hmm. like facts and the the folklore of you know with the Afri modern African folklore in that area. Yeah. You know when you're getting ready to go to battle and you uh, you uh, shoot and kill your opponent and then uh, cut his heart out and eat it in the middle of the battlefield to show how brave you are and how uh, immortal you know they believe that um, because it's the, 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 the area is so overrun by AIDS they believe that like eating a fetus or eating entrails um, allows you to become invisible and immortal and bulletproof and there's all sorts of wild wacky stuff but that's part of it. 
Nice. And you get the influence from this through the videos for the band? Um, no. Oh. Well, I mean... No, the, the, I, the guys that uh, join us in these videos... Yeah. ...who are friends of ours... Right. ...will eventually, uh, when it's time, you know, I will go to them and or whoever is casting... You know, because I'm hoping that uh, I've had friends say, well, you know, based on what you've told us with this story, I had a guy that wrote one of the Batman movies and um, wrote a Tom Cruise movie. He's a guy who gets paid a ton of money when he writes one of these things. He said, your your movie, the, the story itself is worth about a million dollars. Now, if that comes to fruition, that, that's amazing, but you know, I'm not going to count on it. <laughs> right. But I have all sorts of people that I can go to. Hey, good for you. And um, so a, a little bit more about the band. Let's um, These videos that you guys are making, like I love them, like the one that just came out with Dave Poli and Brian Posehn. Who is the integral part of creating well, these let's, ideas? Let's not forget um, one of our favorite characters. Actually, a couple of... Okay. Okay. No, actually, a handful of our favorite characters. Um, Danny Carey, the drummer from Tool. Hmm. Jack Grisham, the vocalist from TSOL, who I've known for for almost forever. Um, Del Crover drummer from the Melvins and David Yao the vocalist from the Jesus Lizard they all participate they all just have the time of their lives how important is it to make these videos to keep pushing the uh, how integral are the videos I guess is what I'm trying to say well I'm the wrong guy to to ask about that because I was never a fan of MTV never a fan of VH1 what I I like about the videos that you guys make though it doesn't feel like anything I would ever see on that it feels like something I would have caught on like a skate or surf video just kind of wacky and like even more counterculture than like those guys well I think some of the stuff that we've done certainly wouldn't have been shown on any of that stuff (laughs) I mean unless it was like four or five in the morning right yeah. when nobody was paying attention all right, all right. Who comes but up? I don't I don't really you know I don't go on YouTube and look at how many yeah. views and you know I just I don't really pay attention to any stuff like that yeah. <laughs> do you read the comments on those at all occasionally uh, you should stay away yeah. from the you should stay away from the comments <laughs> um so so when I got granted access... Yeah, but we, you know, there, there's a bottom line here. People right. are fucked. The world's <laughs> fucked. The world sucks. The world's unfair. You know, they're, they're, there's a whole rash of people out there that uh, don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. No. You know, there's a whole lot of people out there that are um, music critics and movie critics and book critics and food critics... Yeah. And a lot of them really should probably just keep their mouths shut. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a good critic. You know, save it save it for when it's important. Yeah. Critique uh 
yeah, critique the important things, not, you know, the food you got from across the street. I don't know. I'm not much of a critic of myself. I just like getting people to tell stories. That's what I like. Um, I've noticed that you've been doing a lot of press for these, uh, for the new record and whatnot. Do you get tired of doing press? Um, I have no choice. Because oh. the other guys, they don't, they very rarely do press. Yeah. And they're, uh, the other guys, uh, a couple of them, between the two of them are in like seven other bands. Right, right, right. So they just, they don't have the time. I mean, one of the guys sometimes doesn't even show up for the videos. Well, thanks. Thank you again for sitting down with me. You know, um, it does, it is, you know, it's it's a cool experience. Um, something I can, I don't know, even though now I'm just rambling because now I'm nervous. <laughs> but uh, one, one of the things, like when I, I sat down to start working on prepping for this interview, one of the things I noticed in all the videos and all the live shows and whatnot, it seems like you guys genuinely have a lot of fun up on stage. Do you find that to be true, night after night? Well, there's a part to our scenario because we're older guys. Yeah. You know, we're running out of time. We know that we're not going to be able to continue to do this. You know, I'm I'm approaching 60. I'll be 59 in September. And one of the things that happened to me on this tour before we left, I got really stressed out. I got really anxious. I was losing sleep. You know, I'd get like two or three hours of sleep a night. So my energy was just, I was completely beat down. Now, maybe you can hear some of that in my voice. Um, I have a difficult time sleeping. And I'm a diabetic with emphysema. So, you know, my my time is got to pack as much action and adventure into as little amount of time as possible. It's kind of like the, the guy that was told that uh, he has inoperable cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit around and watch TV and be bummed out, or are you going to get up and try to go out right. and do stuff? Right. I, I um, Not to talk too much about myself, but I had a little sister. She was 19 years old, passed away of a rare lung heart disease a few years back. I was in the room when they pulled the plug, and that really does kickstart it, it does make you go, holy shit, I don't, like, There's I don't have a, a lot of time. There's a switch that goes right. on and says, you know what? I got stuff to do. Yeah. It makes you get off the fucking couch and stop talking about things and keep doing it. Um, and, and one thing I did want to talk about is the diabetes, because that's something that I found doesn't get talked too much about. How did you discover that you were a diabetic? I lost 40 pounds. Right. I weigh 140 pounds right now. Wow. It's the most that I've ever weighed. Um... When I found out I had diabetes, I weighed 85 pounds. Jesus. And I had friends that were wigging out. I mean, my, my friends in the Red Hot Chili... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I have uh, friends in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, here's another one of those situations where... Why are you friends with them? Oh, Anthony's wearing your hat. They're old punk rock dudes. Oh, who... who the, oh fuck the red hot chili peppers they're my friends yeah. I don't they're my friends and I, I know them as human beings and maybe I don't like all of their music yeah. I don't have to well anybody that studies the history know they but they they love yeah. us yeah. they Anthony would not be wearing that hat if he didn't like the band right. and that's advertising that we would never be able to 
afford to to purchase. (laughs) And granted, now here comes the haters again. It's Anthony Kiedis. He's the lead singer in one of the biggest bands in the world. Oh, capitalists, millionaires, billionaires, jet setters, fuck them. How on punk rock. The fact of the matter is, is that Flea played in the Circle Jerks. Played in Fear. They were there. Yeah, he was in suburbia. Flea almost bit his tongue off stage diving at a gun club show down in West L.A. So I don't really don't need to, to, to defend... You know, I don't need to take a stance. They're my friends. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody has to say. The fact of the matter is, is that, like I said, that's advertising. We... You know, granted, there are a lot of people that'll buy the hat just because Anthony Kiedis is wearing it and not even know what yeah. what it what it's about. We have no control over that. Throw your hands up in the air and let it go. Let it be what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, that's like um, Fergie showing up in a black flag T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're weighed eighty pounds. Red Hot Chili Peppers pulled you aside. They said, "Look, you look like you've got cancer. You know, we'll pay for you to go get your MRI, get get your X-rays, do whatever you're going to do." And I felt great at the time. Yeah. And then I came down with a cold that lasted eight weeks. I mean, I was bedridden for eight weeks because of a cold. And uh, one night I was walking to get dinner, and I tripped and fell in the street. And in the process, I spun around and landed on my back, and I broke a rib in my back. So the the next morning, I went to see my chiropractor, and my chiropractor was just floored. He said, look, you need to go into the bathroom right now and just stand in front of the mirror for about 10 minutes, and then come back and tell me what you see. And... I said, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a fairly handsome guy. I shave a couple of times a week. I brush my teeth once a day. He said, no, 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 no. You need to go in and just, this is like a soul-searching type of, you know, to get to the bottom of all of this. I came back. He said, you look like you're getting ready to blow away in a good breeze or just fall over. You look like you're ready to die. I've got a registered nurse here. She'll draw blood. We'll do a blood panel and we'll get to the bottom of it. I said, okay. So he called me back in. You know, once they got the test results, he said, everything looks great, but your glucose is at 344. You're a diabetic. Now you need to go and take care of that. Do you have to take insulin? Is it that I take insulin uh, three to four times a day, depending upon where I'm at. Yeah. Is it hard to do that on the road? I can imagine so. Um, well, the, the 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 important thing is to try to adhere and stick to a, an eating schedule, like every four to five hours, and that's difficult, you know, because a lot of times your choice is Taco Bell, yeah, or Subway. Yeah, was it hard to pull yourself back from that edge, whenever you were weighing eighty five pounds? Um, at first, because they were giving me the. Uh, they wanted me to start in on the diabetic diet, which is basically geared towards obese, fat and obese diabetics so they can lose weight. It's like, I'm not here to lose weight. I got to, I got to put on 
like 40, 50 pounds. And so I just, I disregarded the diabetic diet and went for the pork and the dairy and the beef and the potatoes and a lot of pasta, which is, I I avoid the majority of that now because uh, I have uh, a high cholesterol level and my diabetologist said, I'm going to put you on cholesterol medicine, which is some of the most evil shit that the pharmaceutical companies ever came up with. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, what do I need to eliminate to be able to not go on that medicine? And she said, anything from four legs, which meant pork, which right. I had absolutely no difficult scenario with that because I'd already I can't even remember the last time I had a pork sandwich or had regular bacon unless somebody slipped it to me by mistake during a breakfast because I normally order turkey bacon Um, beef I missed the filet mignon but when I was eating beef I was very healthy about it you know very uh, thin. One of the things they teach you is your your meat portion is is the size of your palm, which equates to it's supposed to be about three ounces. Hmm. You know, so the big guy goes in and needs to eat the sixteen thirty two ounce steak. You know, go have a heart attack. I guess I need to cut back myself. <laughs> so I I was already cutting back on the beef to begin with. But I love cheese enchiladas. I love pizza, and I don't get to eat that anymore because now I have to eliminate dairy. And I'm I'm upset about that. But it you know, a little shaved Parmesan cheese on a salad here, yeah. you know, that's not going to be the end of the world. <laughs> nice. Now um, I, I hate to bring up bad demons, but uh, about a year ago you canceled the tour. Because of the di- you fell into a diabetic coma? Two. Two? Within ten days. Holy shit. Um, and I had a doctor tell me, oh, you're fine, go out and do it. Yeah. And Dimitri, our guitar player, was like, no, 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 no. You don't experience a coma and then just get up and drive off to San Francisco or... San Diego or wherever we were supposed to start the tour. You don't do that. And he noticed that I was I was kind of folded in half. Yeah. The 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 first one was brutal because I actually started gar- garbling and you know talking mumbo jumbo and then my girlfriend was like pushing me I was laying in bed and she was you know asking me questions and getting absolutely no response so she called the paramedics they came the first thing they did was they bumped me with dextrose and I came to immediately and started answering all of their questions totally coherent yeah but it's it's a Ugly place to go. I uh, went into a coma 
over in uh, Oslo, Norway. I flew over to sing a couple of songs with Turbo Negro at a big festival, the Oya Fest in, in uh, Oslo, Norway, and got there and skipped out on food. Just thought, well, I can eat a couple of donuts and bump myself some insulin or uh, I can just drink some water and go to sleep and get up early and go and have like a real meal. Eggs and French toast and meat and potatoes and all that that fun stuff. And it didn't work out that way. I started vomiting and um, vomited myself into a coma, but I was fully awake in a freezing room in my underwear and I was not able to pull the blanket over me so I was like laying on this bed um, half of me on the bed and the other half just kind of leaning towards the floor and the little uh, housemaid came in saw me laying there the problem was that uh, three-quarters of the people in the, the giant hotel were pretty much in the same condition yeah. because it's a big festival and everybody's staying out till three, four, five in the morning drinking until they're blind. So she just figured, oh, he's drunk. But I heard her say, I'll come back in 45 minutes or whatever it was. See, and she she didn't notice what had gone on in the bathroom where I'd vomited on the floor and all of my diabetic stuff was up on the counter above the sink. So she came back in. The second time, she actually came into the room and noticed what had gone on in the bathroom. And she said, this is not good. I'm going to go get the maitre d' who is trained in CPR and all of that stuff. And he came rushing in, and they called the paramedics. The paramedics were there immediately, and it was fucked because I'd vomited for about 12 hours. So I was completely um, dehydrated, and I I needed water, but I couldn't say anything. I was just like panting from having vomited so much. And they got me to the the uh, university and I was starting to come to because they started to give me like saline solution and, you know, whatever they give you to bring you back up. You know, some glucose, um, liquid sugar. Um, And I finally was able to tell the doctor that I needed water. I said, like, water. I need water. And she said, well, we can't give you water right now because we're running deep tissue blood tests, which is like spread your leg. We're sticking the big needle in because when they're doing these blood tests what they want is they want a full blood cell they don't want any crushed blood cells they need to like take a look at the blood cell see how much sugar is it how much glucose is attached to the blood cell 
Yeah. It's a harrowing. Harrowing. But there was a good part to the scenario, and that was that it's socialized medicine. Yeah. Because they wanted to know who to bill. I said, well, charge it to that guy right there. One of the members of Turbo Negra. Yeah. <laughs> oh, many people would have uh, thrown in the towel after that, but not you. It seems like you guys have hit this even harder afterwards, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, you got a limited time, but have you found it easier or harder to do this uh, round of, this whole new round of off? Um, it, it's difficult. Because of the now, there's the extra added bonus of emphysema. Yeah, when did that come in? The which picture? makes it difficult to breathe. Yeah. Um, I uh, while we were recording the last record, uh, I had de- developed a uh, lung infection. We'd gone to South America a couple of weeks before we were supposed to start recording, and I picked it up on one of the flights or in one of the airports. You know, you go into an airport, you're going to fly somewhere, and it's like every fucking germ in the world is circling around in the lobby of the airport. So, you know, luckily, you know, the the, the whole idea is to avoid touching metal and opening a lot of doors. And, you know, you wash your hands and you try not to touch any of that metal. You know, hopefully the... They're they're more automated. Wave your hand in front of the paper towels. <laughs> put your hand in, put your cup your hands under the soap. Instead of you know shaking hands, the fist yeah. bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So emphysema, man, damn. So it, it's a little bit harder. How is the uh, altitude affecting you? Does that hurt? Um, well, we played Colorado Springs last night, and it was okay. Yeah. Uh, I was actually able to hit the majority of the notes that I needed to hit, even though I couldn't tell you what notes they are. <laughs> so so you've come back from the brink of death. you put out the new album, Wasted wasted Years, or Wasted Youth. No, Wasted Years. And uh, No, don't, don't accuse us of being Wasted Youth. That's, <laughs> that's another L.A. band. My apologies. My apologies. I got it. Um, it came out. Uh, it what? It hit number sixty-seven on the Billboard. That's got to um, be. That's got to be a pretty good, like, little feeling, right? It's got to feel like this hard work. Well, maybe we've is we've off. we've worked hard. To a lot of people, that would be like, you know, a uh, sign or a show of capitalism. Yeah. Oh, but you know, our our record label, they they pay attention to stuff like that. Yeah. Our, our guitarist and our manager, they pay attention to stuff like that. Our bassist, he he pays attention to a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. It's just numbers to you. I'm just happy, you know. Yeah. You just get to play. But it is what it is. Yeah. You know, maybe that will equate to us uh, getting some decent royalties from our record label. You know, maybe that will lead to uh, people that would not normally listen to us mm-hmm. listening to us. Now, granted, if they pay attention or wh- what they do after that, here we are throwing our arms, our, our hands up in the air again because we have no control over that. Yeah. Um, where do you want to see? Do you have any place you want this album to take you? Well, we're going to go to Japan. Yeah. And one of the guys that we want to work with um, on a video, um, 
a lot of his ideas were based on stuff that's going on in Japan. So, um, I've never yeah. been to Japan. Get back to Australia. I love Australia. We're going to go to Europe at least a couple of times on this record. We're going to play some festivals. Hopefully, going to keep my fingers crossed. We play some festivals that we haven't played before. Nice. Um, so one one thing I, I find interesting is that uh, I'm I'm not friends with, but I'm aware of a band like Residual Kid, um, who have played with you guys that are like the 13, 14 year old kids in the yes. punk band. You know. So with with your other bands, Circle Jerks and Black Flag, you've influenced a generation. Here you are again with Off, influencing a whole other generation. I I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, that's great though. Maybe people don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> do you like what you do? Um, I enjoy what I do. Right. You, you know, and I have the blessings of my mom. She pays attention. Yeah. Uh, before my dad died, he actually was listening to some of the records. I sat down with him one day, and he, well, he said, "No, we need to sit down because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to you." And we're sitting there. It's like a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. And he said, you know, I just listened to your new album, and it sounds like you don't have as much to say as you did on the last couple of records. Nice. And I was taken aback. Like, you really paid attention because um, he hated everything that I did. When I was doing Black Flag, his friends loved it. His friends, they got it. They understood that it was, like... You know, it's like your kid's out there telling everybody to get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's out there doing something that we all want to do, but we can't. Because we're eye surgeons and uh, criminal psychology professors. Yeah. So, it, one thing I do is I got to go back to that. Like, it looks like you have fun up there, so I'm glad that you enjoy it. Well, and it's also a struggle because of my health, yeah. but... You know, it is what it is. Keith? Well, Keith, it was a pleasure chatting with you. I think that's that's a good place to end it right there. Okay. Friend. Thanks for, again, thank you. You're welcome. Cheers. Yeah. All right, buddies. Man, boy, what a hell of an episode, right? Like, if you would have told me when I started this that I would get to hang out with Keith Morris face-to-face and talk for 45 minutes, have him yell in my face for a little bit about how much he hates critics, I I wouldn't have believed you because that seemed so far-fetched for me at that time. And here I am uh, two and a half uh, years later and it's happened. Um, It's just further proof that you can do this stuff as well as I can. Just get up off the couch and do stuff. And I just can't believe how far I've gotten to do and gotten to take this uh, little radio show that I do and what we've gotten to accomplish. And uh, I owe it all to you guys for listening to me week after week after week and uh, supporting this show and making things happen. I couldn't do it without you, so thank you. Um, And thanks again to Keith for sitting down and talking to me, albeit a little bit begrudgingly, but uh, holy hell was that a great interview. Uh, Thanks again to Trevor and uh, tour manager John for making this happen. Um, Again, I can't believe it happened, but it did, and you made Woo! And I got to tell you, Off is currently off the road right now. 
Uh, they are going to return to the road May 7th in Minneapolis, and they're going to tour throughout May through May 26th at Punk Rock Bowling. Go see this phenomenal band. Keith may be about to turn 59, but holy crap, does he still put on one hell of a show. He gives it his all each and every night, and, man, it's, it's, it's just an incredible thing to watch, and especially when he turns the, uh, turns the tide on some hecklers in the audience and some assholes and whatnot. He's still, he's got, as you just heard, he's still got a lot of bite left in him. Um, please go ahead and check over, uh, check over at mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Uh, we got a ton of other episodes, like 75 or something up there. Um, again, I'm blown away by the amount of support and love that we get for this dumb little thing that I do. Um, thank you. Uh, like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes. If you feel so inclined, if you'd write a, a little iTunes review, I'd, I'd surely appreciate it. And if you feel like it, send me a little love letter or a hate mail. I might not always reply back, but I read everything and I cherish it all dear, dearly. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. And again, I think we're going to clock in just longer than all three off records combined at uh, a little over 58 minutes. So it, that's that's just dumb. <laughs> it's not dumb, but it's like, what? Are you are you kidding me? And uh, but that's that's the way. It would, yeah, I'd, well, blown away. Uh, thanks again to the DeathWitchCoffee.com too for keeping me over caffeinated and uh, overstimulated. Wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and end this episode with another track off Off's newest record, Wasted Years, out now on Vice Records. This this uh, song also has another fantastic gorilla style video uh, that you can check out at the Off official uh, YouTube page. Uh, this track is called Hypnotized. Hypnotized. Let's see if I can uh, pronounce words correctly, right? Too much coffee. Hypnotized. Hypnotized. Out now, Wasted Years, Vice Records. Check it out. We'll see you in the funny pages, guys. Take care.